0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming BitCast. Today we've got episode 40 and our last show of 2018. So a slightly different format for you today. It will be Bert, Dan, and I chatting with you, but it's going to be really just a short, quick uh, news cycle. Dan's going to briefly talk about Just Cause 4, but then we're really just going to talk about our favorite games of 2018. So the games we love the most, the things that surprised us, some games that disappointed us, and uh, just some other aspects of things we played in 2018. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, first thing we're just going to talk about is Spider-Man. So the last piece of Spider-Man DLC, at least from the season pass, is out. I know you guys have both played it. It came with three new suits, and then there was this controversy that I didn't get involved in around a new free suit being added um, to celebrate Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. So guys, what's uh, what's this last DLC like? You like it? Good. The suits? What's up?
1: Yeah, so I'll kick it off, Dan, just because I'm in the middle of it, if that's okay with you. Um, Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, so (laughs) this is the third and final pack. It just came out today, uh, which is Friday the 21st, depending on when you're listening. And it is the final uh, piece of DLC that's going to be coming from them in the season pass. There's rumors of other DLC coming, but nothing is confirmed from Insomniac, so there's nothing to really think about there. Um, All three DLC packs are similar, and they're all tied together, but each time you launch it, you have to launch a separate save for that DLC, and the history of what happened in uh, DLC 1 and 2 kind of carries on to an extent, but there's not decisions or anything that change or anything, so you're just following the story. Pretty cool. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. However, it is short DLC. It's not designed to be an entire expansion or anything like that. It's very short. If you 100% each one of them, you're looking at around three to four hours. If you just shoot through the story, you're looking at about two hours. Uh, max um, depending on how many side missions you do during that the Sam Raimi suit thing is kind of an interesting thing because at first insomniac said we're not doing that that's not part of our pack and then they got huge fan outrage and if you look at social media it's pretty unfortunate because a lot of people got really ugly started calling insomniac the worst developer et cetera, because they wouldn't make the suit and as a Christmas surprise the suit came out for free even if you don't have the season pass so it's cool to see I've used it a few times it's very loyal to the movie so it's really cool in that sense but I'm enjoying it overall spider-man was a fantastic title this year
2: yeah i haven't played any of it i played the other two dlcs but as far as the Raimi suit goes i'll touch on that for a sec um people are really really entitled as gamers nowadays and it's pretty disgusting it's it's
0: so yeah yeah,
2: i i don't i mean it's just a suit you know and i saw greg miller's post and it was kind of confirmed by one of the devs that um it does take a long time to actually put that out. It was like a six month process, you know, right? So they've been working on it for a long, long time. It's not something they just kind of put in there and, you know, they just couldn't say anything about it. And the fact that these gamers got so upset over what, what really amounted to such a great game and a great experience because of some cosmetics is really unfortunate. And uh, some people need to be checked a little <laughs> bit, I think. So
1: yeah, the That's unfortunate it. thing is they're now wanting the amazing Spider-Man suit. Another one, In other words, the most recent Spider-Man movie, not from Homecoming, because that one is in the game, but the other one, and Insomniac already said simply, no. That's all they've said. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I hope they don't cave. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to say that, I guess, but yep. it's unbelievable to cave into these people just whining about something so trivial when, uh, like you guys said, they've already made and delivered an incredible game, so... Uh, we did get footage of a game that we've been talking about for a long time now, in Crackdown 3, and uh, IGN had kind of an IGN-first or exclusive look at it. Um, surprisingly, it looks pretty good. Uh, I say surprisingly, um, which is a shame, but you know, we hadn't seen this game in a while. What we saw previously of the single-player campaign looked okay, but nothing too impressive. I will say the footage I saw yesterday looks pretty fun. Uh, it's really sharp, detailed, looks just to be, you know, really well polished. So I think that extra time has definitely helped and uh, definitely got me more excited for it coming here in just a couple months now.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I I love Crackdown. Um, I've been wanting to play it. Um, I know it's got that option to have uh, Jeff Bartram, to kind of one of my friends on Twitter, uh, Doc Cupcake, and I'm going to be playing as him, throwing him off of the giant buildings, uh, running him into cars, and <laughs> shooting people. So that's kind of been one of my... Uh, one of the big games i've been kind of looking forward to and it looks good the footage looks really really good
1: yeah and i think what you're kind of getting at is we haven't really seen much Crackdown. even the multiplayer stuff was just kind of teased in the trailer and now that we're finally seeing actual gameplay and stuff it's looking better and better i'm not the biggest crackdown fan i have enjoyed the previous ones but this isn't something that's even on my radar for 2019 i just hope it's good it's been in development for so long and if it's fun and good i'll be playing it but um i just want to see more of it
0: Yeah, and again, we keep mentioning it, but Game Pass, right? Don't have to buy it. Just play it on February 15th, so cool. The uh, Vikendi map, which is the fourth map for PUBG, the snow map. A lot of us regular PUBG players have been waiting on it for a while. It is now out on the player test servers for both the Xbox and PlayStation 4. came out on PC, I think, about two weeks ago. Uh, Bert and I got a single match in earlier today just to check it out. And I got to say, uh, I really like what I see so far. I like the layout of the map size feels good. Um, the dynamics of it are definitely different than the other three maps. And I think when you look at the total picture of the four maps now, uh, that they offer, I think it's a really good, um, base for that game.
1: Dan? <laughs> the I, was, wrong dude. I, I was gonna, I was waiting for Dan on purpose. No, so, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I haven't really cared for the desert map. I can't remember the name of it at Miramar. this moment. Yeah, Miramar. I've never really cared for it. It's grown on me little by little over time, um, but I still like the original one, Erangel, and um, what's the... Uh, Sandhawk. You know all the names right away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sandhawk is good. The problem I have with Sandhawk is that it's too small. Um, And I think that the size, I think this is a six by six map, which is going to be kind of a better layout. Uh, I do like what I'm seeing from the snow, which is going to keep people away from hiding in certain areas. You'll be able to see them to an extent. Um, And it looks really great so far. We need more time on it before we can have an exact, I guess, review or full impressions on it so far but in our one match we did very well surprisingly <laughs> and uh, we had a great time we just both had other things to run to so we hope maybe we'll play some more this weekend but it looks great
0: yeah, yeah. dan we'll see you out there
2: oh uh, yep see guys <laughs> what is going on <laughs> what is happening how do i switch weapons
1: that's
0: my g uh, experience to so, a t so speaking of switching worst yeah. transition ever the nintendo switch <laughs> Had a uh, oh, has had an incredible first, nearly two years. So we're through the ho- mostly through the holidays in terms of sales now. Black Friday and the what and the what like what not what not. Um, First 21 months since launch, the Switch is officially worldwide outselling both the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. And if you kind of everyone knows how well the PlayStation 4 has sold over the past few years, Uh, that's really, really impressive. So we have talked about the Switch an awful lot here. Um, I've been rather critical of the Switch. Um, I still feel that it's a system that's lacking in a lot of areas. Obviously, I'm in the minority because people seem to love it. And I know, Bert, you and I were talking the other day, and it seems to have been, you know, not only the perfect time for this transition for home console to portable console, um, but also replacing the 3DS for the most part. So you get that entire audience from Nintendo to all come together um, buying Switches, and I think it's worked out real well for them.
1: Yeah, I've also been very critical on the Switch just because I was a big Wii U player. And if you're a big Wii U player, there hasn't really been much new to the Switch. The Switch has had a very weird sales chart um, history for the last couple of years. They were really up when they first came out for a while, then they kind of sank quite a bit. And then actually there was a while that the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 was outselling the Switch. And now that Super Smash Brothers came out, oh man, it's it's, uh, broken all kinds of records everywhere and sales are going crazy. And Um, Pokemon too. yeah, Pokemon, Eevee, and uh, Pikachu. So they have released those games at the right time. 2019's looking kind of dry at the moment. We'll see if they kind of uh, fall again on the sales charts. We don't have release dates for a lot of stuff in 2019. So a lot to be seen still. PlayStation 4 has had quite a hell of steam going on for the last few years. So if they even catch up to the PlayStation 4, that's going to be a big deal for me uh, to even see that happening.
2: Yeah, it's pretty amazing you know I I bet you they sold I mean I don't know any of the NPD results or anything like that for November or anything but I bet if I were guessing it sold like crazy the last few so, months Do so you know? it's
0: the first the first November first month ever in history that all three consoles sold over 1 million units in one month that's crazy yeah
2: which is awesome um it doesn't surprise me they didn't even put it on sale that's the biggest thing you know they didn't even have to you know you know playstation's dropped you know you had that bundle with spider-man went to 200 and then you can get an xbox for about the same all the games and and they basically bundled it with uh mario kart i think kept the same price the mm-hmm. game that's been out forever um and probably sold, you know and they sold just as many which is insane <laughs> it's because it's nintendo and they you know people love that stuff man and smash brothers probably just catapulted it you know this month um everybody loves it so
0: yeah three uh smash brothers has already sold over three million units so which doesn't sound anything like red dead or god of war etc but when you're looking at the install base of the switch that's really impressive big sales
1: Yeah, the only sell that the Switch had, and it wasn't really a sell because the price didn't drop, is that they offered a $25 gift card on top of the standard price. (laughs) You can't even buy a game for that much. No, no, you can't (laughs) even do anything. So, I mean, it it was kind of funny, and that's not really... When I was looking at the Black Friday deals, I was like, "Um, there's no deal here. Why is this even in the ad? But it still sold crazy, so...
0: You can buy a year of their fantastic online service. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Alright, alright. trolling again here. Lawsuits. Let's talk about some lawsuits. Fortnite, Epic, are facing lawsuits now from what's Carlton's real name? I forget.
1: Um, Jeez, I, I should know this. Roberto something. Is it, or is it, is it something Roberto? <laughs> We're, We're terrible
0: just going to call him Carlton. We're going to call him Carlton. So Carlton from yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is everyone in the world knows him. Uh, his infamous dance from that show, along with now the I didn't even know about this guys, the backpack kid who created the stupid floss dance. Both of them are now suing Epic for putting their dances in Fortnite. And obviously this is all about capitalizing on those sweet billions that Fortnite is making.
1: Yeah. We so think? let me give you a little history on here. So first of all, the, the, the dance is called the Carlton and was actually included <laughs> in destiny. Funny enough, destiny did ask for permission. They got it just fine or whatever, but His real name is Alfonso Ribeiro, um, and he was in the middle of copywriting his dance when Fortnite added it into their game. They didn't ask for permission. They just added it in there, and obviously, he's going to sue for that because of the copyright, and Backback Kid, I'm not even going to look for his name because I think it's kind of (laughs) silly, is is suing because the floss is the most popular dance right now with kids, so you'll see it in there, and this was before um, Fortnite even got big, so um, it's kind of a big deal there. I think they both are simply going to have their dances removed from Fortnite unless Fortnite wants to fight them. They probably will because they've got billions and billions and billions (laughs) of dollars. So I have no idea.
2: They really have no ground to stand on from what I understand. You know, you can't really copyright a set of moves. Or then, you know, it has to be a whole routine. And Fortnite didn't really steal the whole routine from either. Well, I guess he did with the floss dance because it's really one freaking <laughs> stupid thing. But, yeah, um, they both are. They both are. Yeah. The Carlton. Well, the Carlton dance, there's a little bit more to it, man. You got to watch some Fresh prints. and <laughs> get, some, get informed. All right, It's not just, the, you know, the whole swinging or whatever the heck he does. And but, can we get an impression? Uh, I right? No. I have no room and I'll knock some stuff over. But <laughs> okay. you know, Is that the biggest as, concern? It really is. And my rib is broken. <laughs> <you know>? Yes. <laughs> so that might hurt. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, it's stupid. This Sounds to me like, hey, Fresh Prince ended twenty years ago. I have no money left. I was on Dancing with the Stars once, and now I need some some money. Some money he won some Dancing video. with the Stars, David. He won. Well, yeah, well, who, you yeah. know, I'm not taking away his moves, man. The guy can dance, you know. Yeah, he was
0: and, uh, he danced with Michael Jackson when he was a kid, didn't he? he yeah, the dude's I'm pretty thing. Sure.
1: All right, but you know what? Don't waste your time. Just who cares. I mean, and really. The moonwalk yeah. was copyrighted. The moonwalk is copyrighted. That's why you never see it anymore.
0: I don't nope. even know if that's
1: right. Is that right?
0: Yeah. No that lock is out, copyrighted. That's yeah. a dumbest I've ever I'm going to do it right now just to piss someone off. <laughs> yep. Yeah. we have to remove this video. There. <laughs> copyrighted on YouTube. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, we will follow this along for some reason because it's news, but moving on. So that's really our news, guys. Not much to talk about. End of the year, like we said. We're going to quickly talk about Just Cause 4. Dan's been playing the hell out of it. Having a relatively good time from what we understand Dan, you, uh, you wrote your review the other day. You gave it an honorable score on our, our chart here, which means uh, equivalent to essentially a seven or so. Um, you had some good things to say about it, but you said it uh, can get a little repetitive and there's not a whole lot of originality here. It's very similar to the last Just Cause game. So you want to talk about it just for a minute or two?
2: Yeah, um, it's basically... Just cause three with worse graphics. Um, (laughs) I didn't know how that was actually possible, but really, I went back and played three just a little bit and I was like, Man, this looks way better. I don't know if it's because of the new engine they used or what, but um, it's focusing
0: on keeping the frame rate playable, probably. Maybe,
2: yeah. I mean, I have it, I put it actually, I installed it on my SSD drive just because I, you know, I was like, Maybe this will make a difference, you know, with like the rendering and stuff. It doesn't, it's still the same thing um it's a fun game though if you just want to get into a game have completely mindless fun don't worry about the story just blow shit up and you know swing around and shove rockets up cow's butts and launch them into the sky this is the game for you now that might be a very small portion of our (laughs) viewing audience (laughs) maybe it's everybody i don't know but you know what That i've always been a big on you know the fun factor of games, you know, I mean, regardless of, you know, it can have a story like red dead or God of war uh, graphics, like the same too. you know, it can be one of those big giant triple a games that looks so awesome. And then you've got these games like this, that they know what they are. You know, they're not out here trying to pretend like they're the next, you know, incarnation of the witcher three. They're just cause four or 3.5 or whatever it is. So, I mean, it's a fun game. I mean, it, it doesn't take very long to, to get through. If you power through it, there's tons and tons of stuff to do, lots of different weapons, lots of different vehicles. Um, I, I, I even thought about going back, even though I finished the main storyline and, you know, finishing up uh, unlocking the rest of the map. Um, but it is what it is, folks. I mean, it, it's 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 just cause. And make no mistake, it's pretty much the same thing it's been for the last four iterations. So <laughs>
1: So so the, speaking of uh speaking of copyright claims my my game and my likeness was used for this as you mentioned <laughs> before um yeah, a did, have a, <laughs> did have a question for you dan on on the game itself um you mentioned the stupidity of it kind of like a crazy just fun whatever game is there actually a story here to for people that maybe only play single player is it worth playing even at a discount or anything or is it simply just yeah there?
2: yeah there's a story i mean if you're just going for the i mean you're going to be disappointed I mean, if you played any of the other games, it's basically the same thing. You're on a, you know, an island or a a country somewhere where there is a dictator and his army, and your goal is to raise enough crazy chaos to start advancing into different areas. And the story is super thin. I mean, like razor thin. I mean, you kind of, I don't even remember really, I mean, I knew the general part of it, you know, and there's there was like one character I think that stood out the entire time and that's because he was a complete weirdo and, you know, kind of a, I don't know. He just, he thought there were aliens and all this other stuff. He was, his name was Cesar. He was great, but that that was the only person I really remember their names aside from Rico
1: and uh, both both token Latin names. Appreciate yeah, that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. He had a nice mullet too, which was cool. You know, it's kind of something you don't see every day. So that was about, <laughs> it. about as much of the story as I care to remember.
0: So the big uh the biggest thing with this game, the biggest, uh you know, talk about it was the new engine is that we're developing a new engine because there are so many complaints with Just Cause 2 and 3 about it just not being able to run because of all the chaos going on in the game. And this one was supposed to be much more advanced, even on a base Xbox One. But I, I'm guessing you were playing on the Xbox One X. Um, how does it hold frame rate wise? Can you get into all those explosions and chaos without it just chug into a curl?
2: Yeah, you can. I mean, it does a pretty good job keeping up with what's going on. Um, the explosions. I mean, I've watched a couple of videos comparing the two as far as graphical quality goes, and they're really. I mean, Just Cause Four does some you know cool stuff. I know they talked about like the weather effects. They were supposed to be a big part of this game they're really not that's the thing you know like yeah. you only really encounter them if you know through the main story unless you go actively seek them out so you've got these tornadoes that are flying all over the place well well there's one and it moves from time to time there's blizzards and uh, sandstorms, i think and lightning storms but i never really encountered any of this stuff unless i played through the main story so i think it was kind of a missed opportunity to, you know, have those things kind of pop up randomly as opposed to just, you know, kind of being on a track and you finding them later. I mean, you could see, like, the tornadoes in the background and, you know, they're blowing stuff up. But um, the explosions, I mean, they're pretty comparable, to the three. And uh, the chaos, you know, everything's falling apart. It just seems like there's not as much to blow up in this game. You know, it seems like, you know, because they always have the, like, everything that you can blow up is, like, usually marked in red. So, you know, you can destroy it. You know it just seems like there wasn't enough to blow up i mean mm-hmm. if you get you know and, and doing it on foot was really really hard to do so you would almost have to get a helicopter to actually cause enough chaos and get those bonuses where your your level would rise excuse me far enough to uh to advance you know the, the story and the uh your, your character into these different areas so mm-hmm. it was it it was fine i mean i don't think it was anything groundbreaking you know as far as the new engine goes but it kept up for sure, at least on the Xbox One X. You know, I can just tell you if they did the same on the other uh, systems. So. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, very good. You can find Dan's review on the site. And like we said, uh, any more information, any questions, just hit us up and Dan will be happy to answer them. For now, guys, let's move on to the meat and potatoes of our year end discussion here. And that's really about uh, our favorite games of 2018 the games we loved, games that surprised us, games that disappointed us. Uh, and games, as usual, I think we all feel nowadays in the backlog that we didn't get to, but still want to. So let's start with the the big ones. And some of these are going to be very, very obvious because we share them. Um, but our favorite games of 2018. Now, to be clear, we're not doing a game of the year discussion. We're not critically looking at these games. We're just talking about the games we had the most fun and enjoyed the most or remembered the most this year. So, um, Bert, you want to kick us off? Name a couple of yours that we maybe share.
1: Yeah, I'll do mine really quick in order of the ones that I've really liked the most. So, my, my game of the year for me personally is God of War, uh, followed closely by Spider Man. And then I had a three way tie between Red Dead Redemption, Odyssey, and Super Smash Brothers, just from a fun factor. Um, didn't really get into the technicality of each one of them and all the crazy things that each one of them can do, but that's just where I was on a fun factor for them for me this year.
0: That was very quick. Yeah. Very, very fast. <laughs> very fast. And that about are, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, what are your thoughts? Similar?
1: Yeah,
2: pretty much the same thing. Those are the, you know, God of War, Red Dead, uh, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed. Those are all like the big triple A's that I really enjoyed. There were some kind of pleasant surprises. Another one that I don't have on there, uh, Octopath Traveler, was super fun for me. And I really, really enjoyed it. it. Kind of brought me back to some JRPG stuff. It was a gorgeous game. Great. Um, uh, what am I talking about? The audio was fantastic. The music was amazing. So that's another one on there that was one of my favorites this year.
0: Cool. Yeah, um, so I've talked about it at length. We know that Red Dead is my personal game of the year. God of War, number two, easily. I think those two, for me personally, far and away, one and two, above everything else that came out this year. Uh, A couple that you guys didn't mention, uh, Odyssey's now up there for me. I'm playing that now. Uh, Forza Horizon 4, I thought was incredible. Put a lot of time into it. Um, I haven't gone back to the expansion yet, but will. Uh, A lesser known game, because it's not a big AAA published game but kingdom come deliverance I don't think uh either of you either of you guys put any time into that one i don't yeah, think so it someone had issue with the locks remember some of oh, the issues yeah. <laughs> oh that's right yeah and' yeah, still trying to open that first chest at the start can't do it <laughs> <laughs> but um I put a lot of time into that game really enjoyed it it's a really good community with that game too um so shout out to um you know, our, our buddies over there at War Horse who we met with and uh, just a great group of people. Good game. And then uh Astrobot, I think, uh, deserves a mention here um, just because it's a really excellent game and I want to play more of that. And then lastly, sorry, guys, but I have to mention PUBG. Came out the end of 2017 on Xbox. We mostly played it this year. Um, it is the most played game I had this year in terms of hours, and um, it's one we just love continuing to play. So a bunch of games, guys. Which ones didn't you get to? that uh you want to you know some of the a lot of big titles out there that we just don't all have time to play so let's hear some of them
2: yeah you know i want to i want to i jumped into all these a little bit but i really want to get back to them dead cells uh that metroidvania whatever Mm -hmm. they call it it's it's really cool to play um i i haven't gotten too far into it um I usually don't like those kind of games. This one was a little bit different. It was actually kind of fun, um, <laughs> unlike the other games I usually play. Um, <laughs> Jurassic World Evolution. Um, I played, like I said, a little bit of that, and it was cool. I love those sim-building kind of games. I haven't played a whole lot of them recently. You know, I've tried out, like, Avon Colony and uh, City Skylines and stuff. They were just a little bit too much. This one, it kind of simplifies it a little bit. You know, but it, I you know, I like that world, you know, and, and what they did with it. And Vampire is another one I started playing and then something else came out and I really, really want to get back into it. It looked really cool.
0: Yeah, Jurassic World's an interesting one because for me, RTS games like that. Well, it's not real time strategy, but like the sim games, they, they have to draw a fine line between how detailed they are and how accessible right. they are. And for me, I tried City Skylines this year too, and I just couldn't get into it. It's just yeah, it was, I, I don't have a that lot. kind of time.
2: Nope. I'm the so. same way it was it's, it's yeah city skylines was very very in depth this one not so much you know it, it really kind of it simplified a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for you where you didn't have to worry about all that micromanaging which is yeah kind of drives probably- me away from those kind of games Bert, what about you
1: yeah, so I really want to get to Darksiders 3. haven't picked it up yet. It's on my Christmas list, and I think I might be getting it, so uh, hopefully coming back to that one and uh, playing it. I've actually gone back and played Darksiders 1. We'll start Darksiders 2, and then we'll play Darksiders 3 again. It's one of my favorite uh, series. Um, also, Detroit Become Human. Um, didn't care for it at first, but after hearing so much and reading so much about it, Um, I think that might be a fun game to kind of play at this point. It's on sale everywhere, almost dirt cheap. So I'm going to grab that one if I don't get that one for Christmas. Spyro, um, didn't care for it too much back in the day. But after playing some of the Crash Bandicoot-type gameplay, Spyro has me interested, also on a lot of people's Game of the Year list, for just a fun game to play that doesn't really have much thinking. You literally just want to run around with a dragon and blow shit up. So um, <laughs> okay. it seems like something fun that's kind of mind-numbing, and I, I kind of want to pick it up now. Um, and lastly, uh, Nino Nino Kuni 2. So I picked that up. Uh, did the special edition, uh, collector's edition, did the unboxing for it on the channel. Never played the game. Uh, I love the first one on <laughs> PlayStation 3. I just had so much backlog, and for me to get into a new RPG, there's usually some massive game that I played throughout the year, and I had other ones that were in front of it that I don't, um, that I have to play only that at a time. Nino Kuni 2 is not even next on my list, so I have about two or three games to play before I get to that one, and I'll be coming back to it.
0: Nice. I have a uh, inkling of something you're gonna be getting for Christmas, um, something to do with like Astrobot and Moss and yeah, I don't know, some type of present you bought for yourself, like yes, I really know. I'll huh.
1: be opening it on Christmas morning and let you know <laughs> if that's what it is, and I'll record it for you.
0: <laughs> oh man, so most of mine are indie games um, because there's so many of them. And I love indie games, so the problem I have is there's, you know, a hundred a month, and I need to pick a few to play. Uh, particularly Celeste, I know, is a really big one that I want to play. It got Game of the Year nominations in a lot of places. Um, thankfully, we just learned that it's going to be free on in January for Games of Gold on Xbox. So that one's pretty much set here shortly. Um, Ashen and Below, both just got added to Game Pass. Both games right up my alley that I want to put more time into, but obviously haven't since they just came out. Dead Cells, I'm right with you, Dan. I've heard great things about that game. Got excellent, excellent reviews, and want to check that one out as well. And then uh, to your point, Bert, about just time. It's Pillars of Eternity too. just like, as you said, big role-playing game, Western role-playing game, pen and paper style. Excellent reviews again. Um, Just time. Just got to get to it. So we had some uh, really big disappointing games this year, games that had a lot of hype behind them, a lot of money behind them that just came out really flat. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just get fallout 76 out of the way now, because I think that that is uh, probably the poster child for biggest disappointment of 2018 or biggest flop. It is uh, just not where it needs to be even by a long shot. So I know some people are still enjoying it. We've said that before, but it's certainly not up to the level that you would expect from a major fallout game from Bethesda. So Outside of that one, uh, I think, which we all kind of had on our list, what uh, what kind of games came out you were excited for, wanted to play, and then just fell flat for you for whatever reason?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Ashen, let me talk about this for Stop a
0: second.
2: Stop it. Now, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna group this in there with uh with uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance only because I, I think sometimes devs make games, you know, and make them challenging, do whatever they, It just seems like you would get a bigger audience if you didn't do, you know, have an option, at least, for like a difficulty level. Um, KCB, that one, or Ashen, I'm sorry, I, I just suck at it. So maybe that's, you know, it's not fair. Because the game looks awesome, and we're doing it for backseat gaming, and it looks so much fun. Like, so much fun. I just know when I played it, I didn't get very far, and I died a lot, a lot. I probably died more times... In the first ten minutes than you did in our entire playthrough so far, <laughs> um, and it, it's just really, really disappointing. And and because I really, really was looking forward to it, it had so much hype, you know, and and stuff. And I, I, I don't know, man. It was just it's kicked me in the balls.
0: And Chip like, is you know, very disappointed. In you. Chip
2: is probably <laughs> disappointed. Now that's saying that it's not a good game. I'm just saying that I was personally disappointed because I couldn't play it effectively.
1: you need and like so, a game shark know. or something, Dan. Like a game right, shark I do. 20, <laughs> game like genie.
2: That. Game yeah, genie. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom Come Deliverance is a game that I really, really, really wanted to play because I love games like that. I like that it was, you know, kind of unforgiving in the fact that, you know, like the sword play was cool, you know, the little bit i played of it. I cannot get past the lockpicking, which sounds stupid, but I'm pretty sure the mechanic was, you know, made for a keyboard and mouse. All right? I, I, I imagine that would probably work a lot better. Maybe if they, you know, if that's one of those games that gets the keyboard and mouse support, maybe I'll try it out. You know, I I... I thought I hear all these people talking about how awesome it is, and it's really disappointing that I can't get past that one stupid part. And I break. And literally, you have an infinite amount of lockpicks at that point, and I cannot do it. And it drives uh, me
0: crazy. I'm telling, so, I'm telling Rick, our buddy I'm over at Warhorse, on you. So I'm going to tell Rick and Chip. Rick and Chip are going to get on your case here.
2: That's all right. You know, maybe it'll fix it. I don't know. <laughs> Chip, Chip on a stick. all right, Madden. It just seemed like a lot. You know, another. Iteration of the same game, and then they patched it, and it just went completely to shit. So I just stopped playing it. Um, so sorry, EA. Eh? Um, not really. Uh, and we happy few. Now that game, I was really digging, actually. It was actually really cool. And I was playing through it, and then I got to a part where I had no idea what the hell I was supposed to do. And I was just like, what? I need a little bit of direction. Just nudge me in the right way, you know, and maybe I can figure this out. But it wasn't bad mechanically. It was just really really vague and i couldn't you know i got to the point where i was like well i got better things to do than waste my time you know getting high on pills you know and so <laughs> joy take your uh, joy right yeah my joy you know it is what it is i i got the opposite of joy <laughs> uh but yeah i mean there there's probably a few more but you know those are the big ones that kind of stood out to me
0: all right bert let's hear about far cry
1: Uh, I'm going to be quick on a couple of these because I've railed on them throughout the entire year. But uh, yeah, I'll start with Far Cry. Just get it out of the way. So I was expecting a different experience in Far Cry. Honestly, I loved Far Cry 3. Far Cry 4 started getting tiring. Far Cry Primal, I didn't even bother picking up. And when I saw so much goodness about Far Cry 5, I went and reserved the collector's edition one, got it, and still pissed off about buying that thing um really didn't know. even finish it didn't even play the dlc didn't even do half the crap i wish i could just do something about that game it's just unfortunate i'll leave it at that um i know some people love it but it's very divisive game some people love it and some people are like this again the same thing just in a different place but you know, whatever, different strokes, different folks. Um, another one that I was really upset about um, is Sea of Thieves. I, I'm a big Rare fan dating back to the Nintendo 64 days. And when I heard about Sea of Thieves, I heard it was this new game that was just going to be amazing and it's been in development for so so long. Did the beta, didn't care for the beta to the point that Angel's like, you want to play the beta? And I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. I played enough for that. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll wait for release. It's, it's, they've got to get it out after the beta or all the feedback. And then we got the exact same thing that we got in the beta. And I was just like, okay, I guess there's not really much to do in this game. And then the first time I played, I couldn't change out of a banana uh, as my weapon, no matter what I did. Um, so I was running around with the banana with friends, came back to it, and then I couldn't get out of a shield. So there was just all these issues. And um, I've only played it a handful of times, and I don't really care to go back. I just want to look at the water uh, all the time, and that's, that's about it. Uh, lastly, I was really let down with Dragon Quest XI. Um, I've tried it multiple times now. I'm not going to do what I did with Nier Automata, where I tried like five or six times to get into it. But um, I've tried it twice now. The first time I played about seven hours and just couldn't get past that hill. Um, Second time I've now played it about nine to 10 hours and I simply can't get past the same thing even though I've gotten further in the game because I sped through the stuff I did before. It's just very repetitive um, and I thought it was some new formula to Dragon Quest. I've played so many of the other Dragon Quests in my younger years and I just feel like the game really hasn't evolved outside of graphics and I was hoping for something new in 2018. I know some people have this as their game of the year I just—I asked numerous people where, where is it that you guys just got so much like admiration for this game because I just haven't found it. It's pretty, and that's about as far as it goes. The story's kind of lame so far, but um. And then I have an honorable mention for Octopath. No offense, Dan, um, at all. I had huge aspirations for this game dating back to the E3 that it debuted at. Played the game and the story put me to sleep at each individual time it was going on. Love the battle system, love the graphics, love even the little collector's edition that comes with it. I just, for those kind of games, I need a good story, and there was no story that was cohesive and was put together well in any form whatsoever for me. So um, I, I was disappointed in it, but I don't think the game is bad compared to the other ones because they suck ass. But yeah, these, Octopath was a good game. I just didn't care for the story
0: so i don't have a whole lot to add here i'm completely with you dragon quest 11 and you were asking about what point it gets to where it gets really good i can tell you it's not at the 15 or 16 hour mark (laughs) because that's what i put into it and i kept doing the same thing just pushing on pushing on like this has to get good somewhere you go to a new town you do the same thing you buy two items you get a new character you hear the same song for all 15 hours I, i just don't get it uh, to your point, it's evolved with graphics, and I don't see a whole lot of evolution elsewise. So that was a big disappointment for me. Uh, Monster Hunter World, I was hoping, was going to be the game that got me into Monster Hunter finally. Um, you know, tried the previous iterations, and it's got a big community behind it, and it just just doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. The combat's clunky to me, um, which sounds hilarious because I love the Souls games. I love games that kind of feel that heavy combat but uh the world i thought it was going to be this massive open world that you could explore and fight all kinds of different monsters it's not that at all it's little hubs that you play and go after one main you know big monster in that hub um the multiplayer was a mess we don't we've talked about that before so uh, a Way Out, I thought, was comical. I'm not even going to spend more than two minutes on this. Bert and I tried to play it in co-op. Bert bought it, I think, the week of release, right? And we both started it and were excited to play through it. We played one time for a couple hours and we're like, this is some of the worst writing I have seen in a video. Like, we were laughing, I think, playing it. We're like, is it really this bad? Or are we... I-, I don't know what happened.
2: Yeah. Was- uh, quick, Quick side note on that. I played that with my buddy, Greg. <laughs> that's the guy yeah great that's the guy, huh? <laughs> yeah. all right so I, I i got to one point and i was just like yeah we're done that's that's gonna that's be what it. we did we yep. were
0: like this this can't be this bad like yeah, sites was, were giving it like sevens and eights yeah it was the story was just hilarious so so
1: dan dan i've asked ains to play it again like four or five times he doesn't really even like respond to it he's like so what are we playing tonight i'm like hey how about a way out he's like so you want to do pubg or like battlefield what do you want to do he's just like not even a response i'm like i think i I I think i
0: uninstalled it i don't i don't think i have it installed (laughs) um man yeah strange and then uh just uh, along with you guys far cry to robert far cry um I played through the whole thing beat it had fun with it but it's they got to do something new they got to mix it up it's way too repetitive and then octopath i felt just like burt beautiful game amazing music uh, great homage to uh, the 16-bit rpgs of the square enix era um but it just didn't suck me in i just didn't didn't feel any reason to keep playing and the worlds were very um linear i was hoping for a big map, like open map world where you walk around like the old school ones but this they were just like little paths and hubs and Didn't do
2: much. Oh, (laughs) Octopath.
0: Yeah, not (laughs) Octoworld.
1: It's right there in the
0: title. I should have known. And there's eight stories. There's eight paths you got to get through. (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. Um, (laughs) All right. So those are our disappointments. Let's talk about games that pleasantly surprise us. So, you know, some games you just happen to pick up on sale. Uh, you get for free with Game Pass or Games of Gold or PSM Plus, something like that, and you try it, a buddy gives it to you, and you're like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun. I didn't expect this. What do we got for that one? Bert, why don't we start with you?
1: Yeah, so one of mine that I should have waited for the sale, because it happened like three weeks after the game released, was... Um... What are you laughing at? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: laughing, because... <laughs> The way you All said it, it's is, like, I should have just waited, because yeah, it went just on waited. sale right after Because you just,
1: you just mentioned that, uh, <laughs> in, did you get it on sale or something? And it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So um, I'm a massive Tomb Raider fan, love the first one, love Rise. And uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider was super excited for it. We didn't actually play it at E3 because the lines were so long, so that built up the hype even more for me. Picked it up, I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was kind of linear, kind of short. I was able to get through the whole story in, I think, 14 hours uh, the first time, and then when I put it on the hardest difficulty, it took a little bit longer with a few tries. But I really enjoyed it. I um, I, Some people just were kind of, I guess, trashing on it to a certain extent. I don't think it's the best game. I don't think it's Game of the Year material, but I don't think the other ones are either. I think they're really well-done games, and with the change of developer this time, I was kind of weary about it. But I really enjoyed it, um, so that was kind of a surprise. And the second one that I surprisingly liked a lot was State of Decay 2. And the reason I have this on here is because I played it at launch, which is when everybody thought it was the worst thing to ever come out on something. And I think that ended up turning into just a console war argument. But I really enjoyed myself to the point that I wish I had other people to play with. Dan, we weren't really playing that close together. Uh, Back when it first came out and I kind of wish we were because I think we would have had a good time. It's also the surprise game that I spent the most time on solo this game outside of single player story games. I have over 50 hours in State of Decay 2 and I was surprised to see that because when I went back I was like, holy crap, I played this for 50 hours. Um, But I really enjoyed it. I I almost want to go back to it after all the patches and everything I've gone through. Um, and I think it's one of the best games you can play multiplayer wise in general because it's just designed so well on there. And I hope with State of Decay 3, now that the developer is a Microsoft studio, um, that it'll have just higher production value. Because if that game has that and they add new things to it, I think it'll be an amazing game to play in the mainstream going forward.
2: Yeah, I'll agree with you on, on State of Decay 2. It, it was I have like a 100 and something hours in that game. I have it completely done and finished as far as the main game goes. Um, I, I, I didn't care for the first one as much. I played a little bit of it, and I was just like, eh, I'm going to try this one out, see how it is. It's on Game Pass, right? So um, I ended up buying it. I ended up buying it and uh, the digital deluxe version, whatever the heck it was, because um, mostly I have problems spending money. Um, but it was really, really fun. And yeah, it would have been a lot better with with somebody else, I think. I did play it with uh, one of my buddies. Uh, it was a nightmare only because he doesn't know what he's doing. So it was mostly me reviving him. Um, wasn't that much fun, but I got through every single thing. I played it, you know, all four different endings. I think I got uh, played through all the different uh, locations you can go to, and there's just a whole bunch to do. And it, it, it's 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 a fun game. Um, just Cause 4, I talked about that already. Kind of surprised me. I really thought it was going to be trash. It wasn't. So it is a little repetitive, but it was fun to play. And then Dona County, which I literally just got done playing <laughs> it is the funniest, stupidest game <laughs> that I've played for a long time. And it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was, you basically suck stuff up into a hole, which sounds really kind of sexual, but it's not, it's, 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 it's got a little bit of a story behind it. And that's kind of what drove me, you know, cause you know, it, it kind of goes into episodes and, I was actually really surprised. I'm not sure if this came out this year. because uh, I think it came out for the like on mobile at first. Mm-hmm. And then and then it came to the PS4 this year, bought it, started playing it, got sidetracked, came out for the Xbox this month, bought it. <laughs> and, and now I finished it. I, I mean you could you can do it in like two hours. It's not like super hour. hard. So it but it's it's a really kind of fun game. Like the 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 dialogue between the characters is what makes it, you know pretty cool also done by anna Purna, you know the same dev that or the publisher i guess that released uh ashen totally nice different game. games crazy
0: <laughs> so for my mine are kind of interesting really because the ones that pleasantly surprised me ended up as being my some of my favorite games of the year so kingdom come deliverance we just talking about it i i didn't have high expectations for it because it wasn't a big name developer. And yet it captured something really, um, kind of magical that usually can't be done at that level. Um, It's not as polished as some of those gigantic big budget titles, but it definitely gives you a a feeling that a lot of other games don't give you. So that was a a great surprise. Uh, I said I'm playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So uh, I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan. I've never finished one of them. In fact, the one I've played the most, I think, is Black Flag. And uh, that was maybe 15 hours. I think I put about 12 to 15 into Origins. But uh, these guys told me to play it. I'm playing it, and I've already got over 40 hours into it. Um, I think I'm about 70 percent of the way through the story now. So I'm definitely really liking it. It's not not perfect by any means, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And then Astrobot, uh, I did not expect to like a VR platformer as much as I am with Astrobot. Uh, it's just like we said before, very very surprising. Um, That there's that level of polish from a platformer in virtual reality. And because of the virtual reality, it does things that um, other games don't do. It makes it really enjoyable. And then lastly, this is going to sound a little crazy, I realize, um, but God of War. I was not a big God of War fan. I never finished any of the previous iterations of the games. When I saw the reboot was happening, um, it interested me more because it looked more of a story-driven game and more mature. Uh, Not mature from a graphic side, but mature in terms of the writing side and the story side. And um, yeah, goes without saying. Blew me away. Uh, Was my game of the year prior to Red Dead still easily up there above uh, most other games this year. So I will say, guys, it has been another tremendous year for games. Um, I don't know if one of you said it previously, but I don't think there's going to be a year going forward, that it's not a tremendous year for games. There's just too many games being made from too many studios. Um, every year is going to be just amazing, I think, in this industry going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. I, it's If you can sit there
2: and, and look at the current state of gaming and find something to complain about, you're really, really, really reaching. <laughs> stop, stop what you're doing. Go put on, you know, God of War or State of Decay or, you know, whatever it is that you like to play and play it because there's more coming and you're going to get backlogged just like poor Dan here and Ames and Burton are all, we're all, <laughs> all the same. Us. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 amazing. Stop complaining about these games. And yeah, I think,
0: I think the point is and you're making is that no matter what type of game you like, no matter Anytime. what genre, no matter what platform, no matter... If you like a 30-minute game or a 400-hour game, there's a game for you. There's multiple games for you in that specific niche. Um, so no matter what you like, there's games for you to play right now. I don't see how anyone can complain nowadays. I no,
1: gonna nope. agree with you guys more. I mean, in past years, we kind of already knew what the game of the year was. And for all outlets, there was only one or two games that it even came down to. Now it's like a just have no idea it's like the academy awards now there's something amazing in every category there's different categories to choose from um
0: so it's just it's
1: a good time to be a gamer right now well
0: that's about it guys anything else uh before we wrap up here for our final show of 2018 and just Merry christmas
1: happy new year happy kwanzaa all the good stuff
2: you know same same everybody thanks for thanks for inviting me on the show and
0: Yeah, you started with us this year. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's been my first year, partial year anyway. So I'm looking forward to what we got coming up and I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fantastic. So,
0: No, it's been a blast. It's been a great year. I just want to give a quick shout out to basically um, everyone who listens to us and checks out our content. We've been ramping up content like we said we were going to. We actually followed through on something, which is awesome um so we <laughs> we <laughs> we switched to our weekly format for this podcast our listens have been going up um which is fantastic to see we've got a you know a, a group of people that always interact with us we truly appreciate that backseat gaming has been uh, a lot of fun so far and we've got a lot of content and other videos coming soon um specifically we've got a giveaway going on right now for backseat gaming Dan just put up his headset review comparison for three of the biggest headsets for the Xbox one bird. I know you got another video coming this week or next week, depending when you're listening to this um, on how to modify PlayStation four controller, right? Yeah,
1: PlayStation 4 and Xbox One controllers how to have magnetic thumbsticks, which is kind of what you get on the Microsoft uh, Xbox One Elite controller. So if you'd like to do that on a standard controller or a PlayStation 4 controller, depending on games you're playing, or just to have that feature, I'll teach you how to do it and where to get them and how much they cost and all that good stuff.
0: Excellent. So and then uh, just today, I I mentioned to a group last night, I just got a statue in uh, newest collectible, which is the Bioshock Rosie statue that I ordered nearly three years ago. No, that's not a joke. Um, So I'm going to be doing an unboxing and review of that uh, this weekend as well. So again, guys, thanks for all of you who tune in. Thanks to all who listen. Check out Season Gaming. And um, it's been a real pleasure. And we uh, we look forward to bringing more to you in 2019. So until then, Happy New Year.